Welcome back to Range Anxiety. It's that time of the week again. It's a Sunday session, which I'm recording on a, a Saturday afternoon. Quite a cold, wet, miserable, rainy, shit Saturday. And I'm up at the uh, Ashton Cold Stores again, which is where I really love recording from. And they really love having me here. The owner came past once when I was doing it, and he kind of looked at me, because I'm parked right up against their doors. And uh, I, I actually stopped what I was doing, got out the car and said, hey, here's what I do. And uh, he's like, mate, yeah, like, listen, have fun, um, and, uh, you know, record your epicast. And then he became a listener. So, yeah, thank you very much to the Ashton Cold Stores people. And if you eat apples in Adelaide, that's where they come from. Now, that there, that intro track was from the one, the only iced tea or the ancient old bastards would uh, remember him i went and saw him even perform that track you played yourself at uh rocks in adelaide in the 90s yeah yeah oh absolutely it was the early 90s it was probably late 80s actually so there you go wow i'm old but yeah what and he's still he's still going strong today i mean he softened off a bit with acting and you know, crap like that was in like Hill Street Blues and all really old shows like that and all sorts of other copper shows. But yeah, he was pretty hardcore at, at one stage. And he, I remember him yelling out at the time, who here does drugs? You know, like who wants some cocaine? And I can't do ice tea very well at this concert. Everyone's going, yeah, yeah. And he stops and goes, you're stupid motherfuckers. I remember that. That was uh, pretty cool bit of an anti-drugs campaign but anyway speaking of stupid motherfuckers i was uh, leads me into today's topic and how you play yourself i was having a bit of a a tete-a-tete with one of the uh, book club members now he's a nice guy i think and uh he goes by the name of mudstanger i don't know why but he does uh, something weird about him nice guy i think he's got a pretty hot shit rock and roll merc like a you know like a i don't know a gd coupe you know v8 currently thing with that piddly little four liter twin turbo in it he owns something decent like that but i think he's also no no that's not musty see i've got it wrong this guy sorry captain beadlock he's the guy we're talking about he's called captain beadlocks because he's built this car with chinese you know from alibaba imitation beadlock wheels on it so we're having an argument. He's built this car. It, it's probably pretty cool. From what I've seen of it, it sounds pretty cool. It's got like a, a it's a CV8 Monaro coupe. See, I don't even know what I'm talking, who I'm talking about half the time with those wankers over there in Melbourne. But it's it's a CV8 coupe uh, with a um, 482 cube, I think, stroker in it. So it's got horrific engine geometry. Um, you know, four to stroke ratio, but you know, it's 482 cubes. It's a monster and it wouldn't have been cheap. And it gets around to, you know, big baggy Chinese beadlock 15s on the back and it, it's got like a scoop that looks like it was out of the Wog Boy movie. I think he is a Greek, so that kind of makes sense. Sorry, Lisa, I know you are too, but no, nah, it, it, it's, it's, I, I don't want to admit it to him because he's, a, you know, but it is actually a cool looking car and from what the, from the um, videos I've seen of it doing roll-on burnouts and stuff, yeah, it's got some poke. But like all wannabes, he's built this thing to go drag racing. It's a street car. And, of course, does it have a time slip? No. When I called him out online about it, he posted a copy of a Tesla Plaid time slip. I mean, that is respect in the highest order, really, isn't it? 
Um, I'm not sure how fast my Holden is, so I'll dolly up a Tesla uh, sheep, which I think was, he was just having a joke. Well, anyway, I, I can get under Captain Beadlock's skin from time to time, right? And uh, because he doesn't like Telstra's because, you know, nothing tastes sweeter than your own boogers. So why, why, why would you like Telstra's? Right, Tone? And, uh, you know, yeah, he called me out. I think it was just some... Um, it's like bar in Melbourne to go drag racing, you know, anywhere, anytime. Let's go street race at a some bar called Cherry Lane. Now, it sounded like there'd be lots of activities with public toilets and stuff going on there. So I said, look, what we've got to do is line up somewhere on an unprepped surface. And I'm going to put this to him in his LSX 482 fucking beadlock wank wagon. And unprepped road surface, obviously off-road, we'll do... Three back-to-back quarter-mile runs. We'll both start with full tanks, right? We'll do three back-to-back quarter-mile runs. Um, you know, best of three. Then we will do 30 minutes at the local racetrack. Now, wherever that may be, if we do it here or in Melbourne, here we can do the Bend or, or Malala. And 30 minutes, record your best lap time, right? Fastest, you know, lap wins. And then... With whatever's left in the tank, we head north to see who runs out of uh, motivation first. Whether the LSX 482 after three passes and probably five laps of a racetrack, or a Tesla Model 3 Performance uh, that started off with a full charge, who's going to stop first? And whoever wins this challenge, I reckon, uh, is going to be collecting 20 grand off the other one. I'm keen to go at that level. Right, so points, you know, 33 points for drag racing, 33.3 points for um, circuit racing, and 33.3 points for, uh, you know, the range anxiety test. So whoever goes further wins. In fact, I'd be happy to put pink slips on it. So, you know, I, I don't think on an unprepped surface, some wheel-spinning pile of junk like that's got no chance against a Tesla, around a racetrack, it has less than no chance against a Tesla, and getting about 50 litres per 100 out of a 70 litre tank range, it's got no chance against a Tesla. So if it's that bloody good, uh, Captain Beadlock, uh, yeah, you're not allowed to change wheels and tyres this either. I'm just going to use the factory ones. So do you want to do this? 20 grand or pink slips, it's your call. Because if I won Rimanaro, I mean, it's a great car. If you like that kind of thing, I'll donate it to the local scouts or something like that, you know, so they can have it as a historical display of what cars used to be like once upon a time. Yeah. But here's the thing. We were talking about how V8s are going to become worthless. And, of course, I'm revving him up. Your Telstra won't even exist in 20 years. You know, we'll have erupted into flames. We'll be buried in landfill. And I said, in 20 years' time, um, you're not going to get five bucks for your Commodore. Because people are going to be paying, you know, 30 bucks a litre for fake fuel when they can find it. And they won't be able to run it. And he's like, I said, it's probably getting worthless now. Because the prices of commies, especially all of the flogs that were trying to, like, uh, for the VFGDSs, were trying to, the, the Gen F cars were trying to get huge money, like 150, 160 grand for some pretty scruffy cars. They're all like 80 now. Um, and there's 150 of them last time. I didn't even know they made that many. There's 150 of them on car sales. Wow. 
that's an amazing, amazing amount of um, Gen F GDSs. So anyway, he goes, oh, I don't care, you know, da, 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 I don't get any money for it. You know, if something happens to it or someone steals it, I've got it insured for a hundred grand. Wow. Feedlocks and all. And I said, no, you don't. He goes, what do you mean? It's not modified like you tell, Strat. What, I've got some uh, uh, cooling components on it. Yeah, that's it's really going to, you know, flick the radar at the, de you know, flick the needle at the defect station. No, I've got it insured for a hundred grand. I said, no, you don't. What do you mean? Said, go and read. Oh, I've got the policy here. So it's 100 grand. Said, well, go read uh, the PDS, which is, you know, the little bit of fine print that comes with your 100 grand insurance policy. And sure enough, I don't give a shit who you um, insure it through, unless it's probably maybe the Royal Insurance Bank of Zamunda. Uh, they might be different. But all of them state that you'll be paid out for your street car, providing it is a street legal. So you can put a $250,000 insurance policy on any car, like just say a VNV6, and pay like $50,000 a year premium, right? But if you total it and it's got window tint, technically the insurance company can tell you to go and bang yourself, right? So what constitutes, and I think we've been through this before, what constitutes a legal modification? Well, or an illegal one. A legal modification is anything that has an Australian design rule certification to match it. So that means 0.00001% of aftermarket parts, right? Right. So bonnet scoops, aftermarket wheels, uh, anything, anything you do in your engine bay makes your car, you are uninsured. Do you understand that? Now nah, that's bullshit because, you know, Mrs. Bonfiglio's son down the road, his car was off its face and uh, he got slammed, you know, into from behind by, you know, someone in a uh, Corolla totaled his car and he got his 80 to 100 grand payout. That's because the assessor didn't actually look close enough. But one thing I can tell you is with all of the claims that are coming in at the moment, you know, from all of our floods and fires and stuff like that. The insurance game's going to tighten. And all it takes is for one insurance company to grow half a brain when it comes to this stuff and just cast an eye over the vehicle. Should it be, you know, a total loss or whatever? And there'll be people just getting told to piss off left, right and centre. Because morally, even though the insurance company should look after you, but say take all of your money over all of these years when you never make a claim, technically they don't have to. It's a thing called the law. And if you don't abide by the law, um, I fought the law and the law won, right? Remember that. Actually, my seat's getting a bit creaky here. Might have to drop Elon a line. He's disappeared off Twitter lately, so I might have to give him a, a personal call and get it fixed. Um, yeah, so don't kid yourself. With, an in, with a modified car, you're better off to self-insure, put money aside to fix it should you be in an accident, you know, if you drive it very rarely, or be, be prepared to roll the dice and realise that these premiums you're paying are not going to get you anywhere uh, if the insurance companies use their noggin. Yeah, so just be careful. Oh, look, an old FJ series. Listen to that old Land Cruiser belching out fuel and smoke and shit everywhere.
Um, now, I was just on my way out today when I decided to do this Epicast because I was going to, uh, this is on a different note, I was actually going to, you know, every fanboy yoga pants wearing dick wad with a Telstra, um, as soon as fuel prices go through the roof, you know, normal people go and take uh, photos of their cars in front of nice buildings or something. Nope. Telstra owners go and take photos of their cars in front of a fuel station signs, you know, with, I think, unleaded here, like 91, the actual Povo shit has gone up to $2.39 a litre. Like, what the heck? And that's with, that's with the 22 cents the government tax already taken off. Wow. And uh, uh, Primo 98, which is like Herman and... And that rancid Jeep, TJ Wrangler, what they run on, uh, when last time I checked, it was $2.63. So add your, two, tw add your 22 cents on. And uh, yeah, we're, we're getting real close to $2.90, $3 a litre. And, uh, you know, while the Telstra Owners Club might sit there whacking off, thinking that's a pretty cool thing to take pictures of, the reality is it's going to screw all of us, even Telstra owners, you know, with, you know, $15 lettuces and iceberg lettuces and no, that was a different reason. But that's just, you know, things going to cost a lot of money to to transport and do. And it's just, it's going to, it's going to fuck us, you know. So, honestly, while I, I dislike petrol and I think it's it's a great thing once upon a time, um, I think it's time has passed. Uh, you know, it, 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 it's, well, it has time has passed but i think the control there's got to be something done to control the price you know and bring it down maybe two dollars a liter for diesel and 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 unleaded if it could be capped there somehow maybe that's you know doable or maybe that would work i think more like a dollar fifty um you know and yeah and people are saying to me well is diesel more expensive than petrol well, that's simple there's more demand for it i mean petrol the demand's going to slowly go down and down and down but diesel is needed. Diesel is needed for industry and transport and, you know, all of that sort of crap. So diesel, that parity thing has, has, has inverted itself and diesel is now always going to stay dearer than petrol So there, or gasoline. So there you go, dieseline. Right. Now, I've heard you mention uh, Chet Cheyenne before. He runs a YouTube channel, Chilling with Chet. Well, he's not so chilling anymore. He's the flog that put a lead. And weights inside of his Tesla Model S plaid and then drove it underwater and screwed it. You know, it made it out the other side. You know, it was under six foot of water or something. And, you know, screwed all the drive electronics and filled the filled the, the um, drive units up with water so that all the oil went milky and then started complaining online about Tesla won't warrant his car. You know, I mean, what a dick cheese supreme that fat idiot really is, right? Honestly, sitting there, oh no, my First Amendment rights, Mr. Musk, because the fuckwit drove the car underwater and broke it, right? You try that, go buy a new Porsche and try it. Well, anyway, he has taken his stupidity to another level. He managed to crash his Tesla Model S Plaid at 170 mile an hour after doing his own brake upgrade on it. You know, he put the, the killer unplugged performance brakes on it. Um, he's not a brake technician. He's not a qualified auto technician. And he didn't bleed the fluid correctly. So the standard fluid boiled off at the racetrack. 
and uh, he lost pedal and uh, stacked the car. What a brain scientist. Now, he did hurt himself, tore his ACL and broke bloody ribs and quite surprising, really, because the car just hit the tyre barrier and went up on its side. So it's quite surprising that at a racetrack he hurt himself in a Model S plate. They're a very, very, very safe and impact-resistant car. No, well, this knob head, it didn't even have a rear hatch on it. He had stripped all the airbags out of it, so there was no, <laughs> no airbag protection in it. He was wearing the factory lap sash seatbelt without the airbags. Now, they're only designed uh, with, uh, to work with the, with, with the airbags and possibly had no pyrotechnic tensioners in it. Possibly, I'm not sure. And then proceeded to drive it flat out uh, with faulty brake install without a helmet. Right? The fact that these idiots in the States let him on a racetrack without a helmet, they need to uh, have a good long look at themselves because that is just stupidity. Then he stacks it and, and releases a YouTube video, Mike Tesla tried to kill me. No, you tried to kill yourself and you're that stupid, you couldn't even manage that properly. It's a disgrace. And then you gotta be careful when you put up videos where, with Tesla nerds around, right? Who frame by frame it and you know, da 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 da. They found, I mean, these things come with a Pilot Sport 4S on them, a plaid, right? They got a good, you know, rated tire. He had like some other brand, mud and snow tire on one front wheel. Is this guy serious? He's doing 170 mile an hour at a racetrack with like some mismatching, probably non-speed rated tire on it. How do we know that that wasn't the cause of the accident? My Tesla tried to kill me. Man, anything else that wasn't as strong and, and structural or possibly, he may have been dead, you know? And oh my goodness, anyway. Flogged Central, but did it all for clicks. Did it all for the YouTube. Good on you, Chet. Now you'll be chilling, strapped up, having surgeries on your bloody knee, thinking about what a gonad you were. Don't do it again. In fact, you know, I kind of unsubscribed to his channel after that because it just, I mean, driving the car underwater was one thing. Okay, fair enough. You want to screw up your new 230 grand car. Then whinging about, I know my rights, Mr. Musk, that they refused warranty because they'd seen the video. Crikey, who wouldn't? And then doing this, the guy's just getting more and more stupid as every day passes. You know, so uh, get back in your box. When you start doing something sensible and not being a joke, then I'll come and uh, talk to you and subscribe to you again. There you go, chat. you got good reason to change. Oh, because of Martin Dornan. Ah, yeah, I don't think so. Um, oh, Model 3 just drives past. Look at that. You didn't even hear it. See, no smoke coming out of it. No birds dropping dead behind it. On other news, uh, our friends at Nginx in Canada. They are smart, man. They've got some smart engineers there. They can do some really smart shit. They have unlocked the Tesla Model S Plaid factory speed limiter, which I think went from... 165 to a 175 mile per hour um, with uh, by Tesla recently. They've unlocked it flat out. See how fast she goes. You want to know how fast one of those things will go on standard everything? They may have upgraded the tires. I'm not sure if the factory tires are speed rated. 350 kilometers an hour. Now, without launching 
a car did half mile in 24 seconds, right? Now you go back to Australia, not to a thousand meters, this thing could have pretty much won, uh, you know, a race wars, snowy mountains, snowy mountains wouldn't have bothered it for the altitude. Tomorrow, any of the thousand meters events, the stock plate just could have smashed any of the other struggling for grip, blowing up, ex GDR exploding piles of junk that used to frequent those things. So that's how seriously fast these things are. 350 kilometers an hour. I don't care. It's got no soul. I tell you what, traveling at anything over 300 kilometers an hour in a road car requires two things, a lot of soul and um, a big set of balls because, you know, things can go wrong, particularly if you've let Chet do the upgrade. Who go, oh, I wouldn't drive that car at 350 kilometers an hour because it's got the brakes off a cab on it. Actually, Model S Plaid has got pretty damn good brakes, uh, big and lots of regen. And, you know, if you're going to do that, change your, maybe change your pad compound to a high temperature pad compound and maybe uh, bleed the factory brake fluid out like uh, Chet didn't, you know, but I couldn't think of a car that, uh, that's that got a low center of gravity, uh, supremely aerodynamic, generates underbody downforce, uh, quite heavy and planted on, uh, you know, high quality rims and tires. I couldn't imagine, and without anything to explode and piss oil and shit under your wheels at speed, I could not think of a safer car to be in than a Model S Plaid. So there you go. Now, news with all of the excitement of Model Y Vins getting assigned in Australia and people going, wow, this is awesome. I can't wait to get my Y. There is still... No news on my Model S Plaid, Mr. Musk. I know my rights. How about you hurry up and get some right-hand drive here? And by looking at the demand in the US still and the second quarter deliveries, which I can only guess out of Fremont, which will be um, uh, outlined tomorrow in a Tesla press release, um, I think demand is still that high that we are not going to see that car in Australia for at least, and all you plat holders, uh, wait, another 12 months. There you go. You heard it here first. If I get that car by tax time next year, I will be extremely surprised. And, you know, like that, I'm going to get a notification when I turn the phone on in a minute and it's going to be like, prepare for delivery. Your invoice needs to be paid in the next 30 days. At which point, I'm going to start up a Go Fuck Me page and possibly an OnlyFans. I'm going to need every bit of help I can get. So, yeah, demand's strong. Yeah, and and uh, the, the good news is a Model S Plaid. We will have the upgraded model. We will have the ability to option the factory carbons. We'll have the ability, we'll have the swivel screen in the middle. We'll have all of that great shit. Now, if there's any interior updates, but Tesla love doing that. Uh, they will release those. There's, you know, we're going to get the updated car, but boy, God, I, I don't, I don't want to be having to go for an, that old that I have to go for an eye test every year uh, before I get the bloody thing. So, Mr. Musk, consider it a must to get the Range Anxiety Plaid. And with that, 
I'll see you in the midweek Epicast.